What's up? Welcome to the Part Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 61. Today, with my guest, Stephen Berkelly from The Hollowed Sky. They are a Baltimore based rock band. They have a new remixed and remastered album called Unstrung, which features two new songs, which are on this episode. You'll hear them both uh, momentarily. One is called Baltimore, and the other is called Head in the Fence. Uh, Steven and I had a pretty fun chat, I think, about uh, all things music, producing, recording, and stuff like that. He uh, produced his band's new album in his home studio. As always, uh, feel free to follow or subscribe to the band or to the podcast, wherever you may be listening. It always helps us out, uh, whether you're friends or fans of the band. We all definitely appreciate it. Uh, hopefully this episode finds you well, personally. Uh, staying safe, staying out there, all that stuff. Uh, if you're listening to this and you're in a band and have new music coming out, feel free to hit me up. There's always a chance that uh, we can do an episode. But uh, Really, other than that, uh, I guess on the website, or rather maybe on the Facebook or Instagram page, there's uh, some t-shirts which you can message me about if you want one. But yeah, hopefully you enjoy the chat. And uh, really, without further ado, here, uh, Stephen from Hollowed Sky. part-time rockstar podcast kind of started it like a year ago or so thanks for having me yeah i've been following you on on uh, insta for for quite a while i think at least i don't know how long but for a bit cool yeah i mean i've been keeping tabs on uh your guys band mine incidentally is called the hollow truth so you know kind of funny yeah i've I've checked i have checked you guys out like i i got you on a spotify playlist and i follow you guys on instagram yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, you got the uh, the indie barn burners playlist, I guess, going <laughs> for uh, for the listeners here who might be yeah. interested. Awesome. Um, I I don't mention it enough either, um, but I do keep a an active uh, playlist cool. on Spotify for this podcast for every guest that's been on. So you guys are on there now. It's just called the Part Time Rockstar playlist, I think on Spotify. Awesome. Um, awesome. Make sure to add that. So for anyone listening, you can check that out as well. And then uh, I guess for us to personally, I keep a little running uh, Facebook group as well that I needed to add you to for stuff that we might be up to in the future. You know, little low-key shows, festivals, maybe happy hour. I don't know. Just ideas yeah. that I've been kicking around. So <laughs> I, I like it. Try to turn it into a little bit of an institution, you know. We'll see how that goes. Hey, that's that's the idea, right? Yeah. Build it and build it and see where it goes. Yeah. So, I uh, appreciate you coming on. It's always nice to kind of chat in the morning sometimes, uh, as opposed to like, I don't know, late at night or something. But it's a little di- little different vibe. 
Yeah, for sure. Still kind of waking up. <laughs> I gotta head into the uh, to the music studio here in a little bit, so that's why I appreciate you doing nice. it in the morning, so I can just kind of get my day going. But um, yeah, you guys got a new uh, new album out, so I figure we'll just kind of start there and break her down. You got twenty twenty one's unstrung, remixed, and remastered. Am I uh, in the right ballpark? <laughs> yeah, that that's awesome. We dropped that right at the end, end of February, and um, yeah, I, mean, I could go on and on about it. Uh, I don't know where you want me to start, but well, let's start with um, the video. I mean, you got uh, basically a single, right, Baltimore? Uh, well, for this for this one, we started with um, well, let, let me back up. So what what Unstrung is? It's like a, it's kind of um, we 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 have released two EPs previously. Yeah. Uh, the first one in t- 2017, and that that was self-produced, and we kind of just, like, we were on this high of, like, we got together and wrote these songs and got a singer and just, let's record this crap and get it out, and we did our best, and we think it sounds pretty good, and then 2020, re- 2020 we released um, our second EP, Strings, and Baltimore was the lead single off of that. Um and that's a five-song EP, but what ended up happen, happening is that we were really unhappy with how it sounded after a while. Okay. After maybe a couple, couple of, a couple of months, I realized, oh my goodness, we really made some mistakes. Yeah. And that's what led to, that's what led to uh, this year's release of Unstrung, which is just like all the best songs off of those two, mixed to the same standard. Makes sense. Yeah, I feel like that's a tangent or a rabbit hole that pretty much any musician could go down, which is like, you know especially when talking about early material if you feel like you could have done something better it can uh kind of irk you for a while <laughs> but uh well i yeah i mean I've, I've been irked before but never never to the degree where i felt like we literally had to redo it because i was so unhappy with that mix so okay. it was like it was almost like i felt like i had to do it yeah so you actually thought it was more of a mixing issue as opposed to maybe like um something musical going on right um so it's it's, it's kind of both because yeah. on the first ep uh you know it's like a, it's like a combination of like the first things we wrote we were trying to figure ourselves out and kind of where we ended up going with our sound yeah so some of those songs don't fit anymore so so it was partially about the mix for for especially for the strings ep i hate it's especially about that mix but it's also about kind of uh representing ourselves so putting ourselves out there like, hey, this is our full-length album. This is where you go to hear us. You know, the other stuff's out there too, but this is where you want to be. Our best stuff, Yeah. how we want to sound, all presented in one way. And, and in addition, when we started, we didn't have any following. You know, it was like a couple of Facebook friends. Yeah. So now there's like a – now we could represent it to a much larger uh, social media following that we've built up. And they haven't even heard some of this stuff before <laughs> because they didn't – they weren't around when we first released it. So it yeah. just uh, – it all came together that way. Cool. Yeah, I just kind of assumed maybe one of the singles would be Baltimore, being that it's a hometown song and that it, uh, you have the uh, the music video for it, sort of. So, yes. Um, well, we have, um, so that's the, that's the thing. So, released Baltimore as a single with that video, the color video, last year. Yeah. And this year for the remix, we decided to kind of represent uh, the, the songs and the videos with a little different look. We kind of made them black and white. We've added lyrics to them. So the first single off Funstrong was actually it was actually Strings, and then we did a video for uh, we redid the video for Baltimore. 
So it was actually the second single. And basically, we're doing a single every, like, a video every, like, four to six weeks. So we're just, like, the whole album's out there, and then we're going to plug one song at a time with the lyric videos. Kind of the, the strategy there. Right on. So um, are you kind of pushing one song over another right now, or are you kind of just telling people, listen to it, and, you know, see what you, see what you think? Um, well, yeah. Um, I guess about a month ago, we, re- we released the Soviet Red uh, lyric video, and that, that yeah. did pretty well. Um, and actually on Saturday we're going to release a brand new one for the song Head in the Fence yeah which is uh, maybe like a a diversion for our, our style like it's it's more of a straightforward like hard rocker but gotcha. with like you know yeah with our edge to it but but it's not like the drawn out like kind of progressive-y like structure that time so it's a little, little bit different vibe to it than most of our other songs right on yeah, I just like to know because um, obviously you could send me whichever songs you want to push to feature on the episode. So those are the ones people hear at least for this purpose. So I could probably add "Head in the Fence" and "Soviet Red" if you want for this podcast. Yeah, we could do we could do that, or even I'd be cool with like like you said, Baltimore would be great. A great one to add. Yeah, I feel Bal- like Baltimore and head, in, "Head in the Fence" would be a good combo. Cool. Yeah, I feel like it kind of captures your guys' sound. You know. Everybody's got to yeah. have their kind of go-to song for people to check out first. I feel like so. Um, yeah, but yeah, you're the guitar player. So as a as a fellow guitar player, you know, I feel like that's a good place to kind of start as far as just like I don't know what fired you up uh, about this record in particular. Maybe from a guitar perspective, or maybe more from a personal. I don't know. I still personally joke that even though I sing. I ultimately just write songs so I can get a little uh, a wank over it, shall we say? <laughs> um. Well, I'm definitely like um, I'm a riff guy, you know. So mm. I, I'll uh, and, and we jam a lot too. I mean, we'll, we'll go on for 20, 30 minutes just jamming on soloing and doing just doing BS. But at the end of the day, what usually happens is I'll come I'll come in with a riff or two, yeah. and uh, that's that's where we that's where we typically start. And um, if the song calls calls for a wank, as you say, uh, we like to uh, I'll, I'll add I'll add in a wank. So you know, there's there's at least three or four songs in there that have like pretty epic like type type of guitar solos yeah. and stuff. But um, as far as like this record and the sound of it, uh, I wasn't happy with the guitar sound, especially on the second EP. But also the first one, there's some things I could have changed. So really, this was a good opportunity to kind of represent my my previous recordings with like a you know a yeah. different uh, mindset about how it sounded. Yeah, so, I mean, you guys have been at it as a band since 2017, is that accurate? Yeah, yeah um, it was actually right right, right at the end of 2016 is when we started, so basically like, like November, December, so yeah, basically 2017. And yeah, keeping on topic with the band, obviously, but I mean, going back before then, were you doing any recording on your own, like, personally, or? Yeah, um, let's see. I mean, I was introduced to the, even the idea that you could like do it yourself and make it sound good. Yeah. Um, maybe like 20 years ago or so, I was in yeah. the band uh, Hybrid. I was in the band Hybrid, and we recorded this album, uh, Cutting the Spectrum, with uh, this guy right around here, right in Arnold. And okay. that was like, and that was all just done like in his little weird little house on Ritchie Highway. You probably wouldn't even know the house if you drove by it because it's just like a memorable house. And uh, that was like a light bulb went off. Like, okay, we don't have to pay anybody for this. Shoot, you know, yeah. we can. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can do what we want, and 
in the years following that, yeah, we I, I was involved in the process, but I never did it myself fully until um, uh, I was in this band called The Ugly Oranges around 2010, 2011, something like that. Cool. And I, I did that album, and that, that was the first like full, like real project I, I worked on myself. Yeah. Right on. So that's kind of what got the uh, the old fire burning for you, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it becomes um, becomes an obsession of, yeah. you know, uh, for me it was an obsession of learning, you know, just going on and educating myself on what the hell I'm supposed to be doing because I really, I kind of have a clue, but <laughs> but yeah. there's so much to it, and um, I just I just really I dive in deep and I just get lost and you know where I am for a while. Like that's kind of how it goes for me. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, I, I guess. Not everyone is as into the recording process as other people. Like maybe some people are really just kind of like performers or just want to jam. And some people kind of are the type that get lost in the creative side of things and recording. And I don't know, I, I kind of find all of it to be fun and kind of rewarding in a different way. It's a, it's a different thing. But I don't know, I was just curious, kind of your background and stuff like that. So it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean the back background's all uh, it's just self-taught, educating my, how, myself on how to do stuff through Google and YouTube, basically. Yeah. And uh, there's some good sites out there that really have a lot of yeah info. And yeah, if it wasn't for that, I you know nothing would sound decent. But uh. so like <laughs> definitely to to give a shout out to either your producer or whoever uh, recorded this. Um, you know, where did you guys record uh, Unstrung here? Uh, so that's me. Okay. So, it's all. That's all me. So you are the main uh, producer. Yeah. I'm. I'm the producer. Okay. Uh, and, and and you know basically how it works is I I I mic everything. I mix it, and then I just bounce it off of the guys. You know, every okay. couple of weeks, send them something. You know, what are you hearing? That I'm not hearing. We'll go back and forth. And um, this time around, we actually use some out like outside people too, just to like. Yeah. Hey, you know, you you have a really good ear. I'll give you fifty bucks. Listen to this for me. Tell me what you hear, and uh, and that really helped. But as far as where we recorded it, uh, the drums were just tracked right in our uh, practice space in the uh, our drummer's basement in Lothian, and um, he's got like a like the drops like tile, you know, acoustical tile ceilings down there. Yeah. So it's it sounds it sounds pretty decent. I mean, it sounds really good, and um, everything else was just done like combination of basements and bedrooms, really. Right on. So yeah, I guess that's a long-winded way of saying shout out to yourself for being the uh, <laughs> the maestro behind uh, yeah, felt, everything. Um, yeah, I felt funny about that, but yeah, I always like to kind of <laughs> ask like, uh, who's the ringleader of the circus? So it seems to be yourself, which makes sense. Uh, wow. But kind of on that production note, um, I'm curious because everybody I talk to within that world seems to get better. Um, when they start recording other people's music, really, is when they start to really learn, because I guess, I don't know, different sounds, different people, and you don't have to worry so much about your own creative process being involved as much. So I was just curious if you've branched out to that level yet, or if you're still doing your stuff sort of exclusively. No, I totally know what you mean, and I agree with you. Excuse me. Yeah. Water here this morning. Um, <clears throat> I have branched out some. I, I I don't know if you remember the band around here. There was like an instrumental kind of prog metal band called Contra. Um, 
our bass player was actually in that band like yeah. years ago, and I re- I recorded a de- like a demo for them before the drummer moved away. Okay. So he was like, "I'm moving. I got to get out of here. I'll give you like you know a couple hundred bucks or something if you set this together for me." Yeah. So we got down there and and I did it. And I'm, honestly, like like you said, it was like it was very eye opening because you just hear things differently when it's not when you're not judging your own yeah. music at the same time. Exactly. It's just a whole different thing. So and I've done some other people um, since then. I, I did uh, a demo for this. Um, uh, local mostly cover band called the Ginger Cats mm-hmm. uh, a couple years ago and I did uh, what else did I do well I did a, a solo song for one of the girls in that band uh, and also I did some stuff for my other band Bootleggers and Baptists and and both of those were like this in 2020 okay so like through, through those two things I learned so much of what in what went into Unstrung so doing that bootlegger stuff doing the stuff for my, for my friend Bree that was like that led unstrung to sound how it sounds because I learned stuff in that process. Yeah, it makes sense. Again, like I'm not totally in that world, uh, like as far as producing anything myself, but uh, just from talking to people, you know, that seems to be the way it goes as far as people starting to progress within the quote, you know, industry or whatever you want to call <laughs> it the the local uh, the local local circus local scene whatever it may be. So. Yeah, I mean, for us, it's like the the cyberspace scene. You know, we're we're like, we might we might play like a if things are good, we might play a few shows a year, but we really try to get the recordings out there and spread our stuff online. That's yeah. that's our uh, it's almost like our main objective because we're all just you know we're old and have full time jobs. It's like that's how that's almost how it has to be. Yeah, I also didn't realize you're in uh, bootleggers and Baptist. Um, yeah, fairly sure we've played a show with you guys before, um, but it's. Hard to keep track sometimes. Um, well, I'm I'm recent, Joe, and I've, I've been I've been drumming for them for about a year and a half, two years now. Okay. Um, and drumming is not my not my first thing. Like I'm yeah. like not I don't consider myself that good, but I got the opportunity, and and it, we do have like it does. Uh, I, I feel that my lack of experience and technical skill actually adds an edge to <laughs> to the way we sound because basically with that band is four guitar players playing, you know, yeah. but one of them's playing bass and one of them's playing one of them's playing drums, so yeah. it just it comes across a little different. Yeah, that's anyway. kind of funny. <laughs> band of guitar players, yeah, sounds like trouble. Yeah, that's basically how they sound. Yep. Yeah, that's that's true too. <laughs> so I guess for Hollowed Sky, you guys have a. Uh, like a, a regular lead singer. Yeah, that's um, that's my longtime friend and uh, longtime musical uh, uh, collaborator Jay Orm. I've known him since like middle school, high school, like early high school, and uh, we've been in bands together before. Uh, a band called Morningside, a band called Eleven Roses, um, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, he joined up um, maybe six months in or something we had we had like five songs about done with the music composed but we would occasionally like post just like jams on facebook live and i guess he was home or something and he saw one and he was like man (laughs) and he called me and he texted me i was on the way home from practice talking to him on on, you know on the phone and he was just like real enthusiastic he thought he could do it and and we said all right well we'll have you over and it was like an immediate like immediate click like we just knew it was gonna work yeah yeah, well, that's cool. You guys have uh, some camaraderie, you know, going. Mm-hmm. Is uh, is there a song you feel like he really stands out on, like either lyrically or uh, vocally, on the uh, the latest album? 
That's a good question. I mean, he um, lyr- lyrically, uh, it's weird because I'm talking about my own band, but I, I guess because I'm talking about a different person, I don't have to like be modest. Lyrically, I, th- I think he he's really, really, really skilled. I mean, like if you go in there and read that stuff, it's like you can't. You, you, it's the kind of lyric sometimes we don't actually know exactly what he's talking about, yeah. but you can still kind of connect to it. And I love that. That's like a that's like a Kurt Cobain type of thing. You know what I mean? Like where you didn't know. Sometimes you're like, "What the hell is he saying? What does that mean?" You have no clue, but you feel it. And behind yeah. it, there's something. And that that's kind of how how he is. And uh, I really like that. As far as the vocal scale on the album, I don't know. My favorite one where it really shows off. I mean, uh, there's a song called "Breathing Life Into the Sun." Yeah, where he really lets it fly for a while, and that one's really good. He sounds great on on Baltimore. I mean, he's just yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. he's a good Baroque. vocalist. I was just curious, and again, that may be a, a question that would have been better directed at him, but I don't know <laughs> if you guys share the lyrical duties or like songwriting stuff or to what extent, you know, everybody's a little different. So, um, yeah, I would say that musically it's like 99.5% like the three guys playing instruments and then, and then some NJ will come in and like have like little things here and there that he throws in. It's really great stuff. Like, you know, he's got a good like producer's mind. Um, yeah, and then lyrically, that's not lyrically is ninety nine point nine percent him. I think I, I wrote um, I wrote a few lyrics on the song "Turning Ill," and I wrote some of those vocal melodies as well. And every every once in a while, like I'll come up with a melody somewhere else. But I, I think those are that's the only song where really uh, I'm kind of involved with the on the vocal side. I, I sing a little bit on that song too, but uh, everything else ninety nine point nine percent is that that's that's him. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. And you guys said you're kind of out in uh, Arnold or kind of like, uh, you guys play like Annapolis or like, what's your guys' main stomping ground? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, well, we're, we're actually, we're spread out as individuals. Like, I'm in yeah. Arnold, um, but Joe, our drummer, and, and where we practice, he, he's down in Lothian, mm-hmm. which is, you know, a good 30, 40 minutes from here. And then yeah. uh, Charles, Charles, the bass player, he lives in Deal. Okay. And um, brothers Osborne. And Jay, <laughs> yeah. And, and Jay, Jay, he lives in Baltimore City, so yeah. it's like when, yeah. we, when we actually get him down to Lothian, it's like an event. It's like because it's, it's just hard for him to get down there when you know between work and everything else. Yeah. So it's like when he comes down, that's when we really we run through the old stuff. But most of the rest of the time, we're either jamming or, or writing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I lost track of the of the original question somewhere. In there. <laughs> No, no original question there. I was just kind of trying to get in the feel kind of for where you guys play mostly and, and kind of where oh, you're Oh, yeah, at. that's what it was. Um, so we, we've played a lot. Like, our home base for a while really was this place called uh, Blair's London Town Pub in Edgewater. Yeah. Now, it closed because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But it, it was like th- this... <laughs> I don't. I want to be kind... It was a it was a dive. It was it was a dive of it was a dive of all dives. I won't say anything else bad about it. The the people were great. Food was actually good. The drinks were were good. But we would get um, a good amount of people in there sometimes. And it's this little tiny place, and yeah. it kind of had that like it had that like high school like basement show vibe. Yeah. And I love that. I love that. So that yeah. that was like our that was our main stopping ground for a while. We played a number of shows at Fishhead. You know, some some of those are great. Oh, yeah. Some of those are, some of those are bad. It just depends on who you're playing with, usually. And uh, well, we lucked out to with, play with head, head. Yeah. If you played with us, I mean, it, chances are it wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> well, there there's some. Sometimes you get on that bill there, and you're just like, really, like this is it? 
and there's like nobody there but the bands and the bartenders. But sometimes if you get on a good bill, like we got on with Head PE, luckily, and that was that was the, probably the best show we ever had, or one of the best shows of my life. I was getting on at Fish Head with a, with like a, a national uh, act yeah. behind us. Yeah, that's or ahead of us. Yeah, it's got to be fun. I haven't managed to uh, crack that cookie over there yet, but uh, you know, very, very lucky. I mean, that was that was a cool opportunity. Yeah, yeah. I got to uh, play the auto bar once, and that was for sure uh, one of the most fun moments of playing music. But I I you know. was fortunate fortunate to do that to do that once with the Ugly Oranges back in like 2013. Yeah. It was like I think it was like a '98 rock show or something, and that that was um, yeah, it was a '98 rock show. It was like the they had noise in the basement still back then, and um, that was that was yeah, that was a great, that was the best ugly oranges show, and that was a really cool place to play. I, I agree with you. That was that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, man. So uh, you guys lining up anything for the summer, or is it still kind of on the back burner? Uh, you know. Well. I'm- the reason I'm off work and able to talk to you right now is because um, I'm getting my second shot today, okay. a little later on for like second vaccination and uh, or the booster shot, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, a- after one shot, I was ready to go. I'm ready to be back out there. After two, I'm like, yeah, that's 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 have to do it. So yeah. Um, hopefully we'll get we'll get some shows cooking here. Right right now we're really focused on on writing for the next thing and we're focused on I'm focused on promoting the stuff on, on Twitter and Insta and some on Facebook um, you know and basically until until I'm out of videos uh, I'm going to be doing that so a few more months yeah. of hard promotion I think and then it's on to on, we have one surprise coming after that that we haven't restarted yet but I'm, I've, I've got it in my, in my mind <laughs> huh. and then we'll start working on, on like actually tracking hopefully you know or, or finishing the writing on the next album and uh hopefully have that out like next year sometime yeah that's what's up um yeah i guess being that this is sort of the uh part-timers podcast like um sometimes i ask about people's work or what they do um just to kind of you know support themselves we all know that the uh the music is kind of the the spiritual fuel for life but uh i don't know do you get to do anything i don't know interesting or fun uh, occupationally, or is it uh, just kind of a kind of a grind? No, I think people might be interested. Uh, so let's see. I, I I'll go around the around the the band if you don't mind. So Jay, Jay is in like can like construction. Yeah. He's been doing some of that for a while. Um, Charles is like an HVAC guy, like mm-hmm. a, I guess like a tech, and he's uh you know he's he's got a good he's got a good thing going there for sure. Joe is like a electronics uh, or like engineer type of guy, I think, or just like electronics tech guy. I don't want to say it wrong, but he yeah. works at the Naval Academy in Annapolis, and uh, that's that's pretty cool. And um, myself, I'm I'm in. Um, if you're familiar with like CAD drawing, like just like drafting for like buildings on a computer, basically, huh. like just like uh, so basically, it's like structural drafting and design yeah. for this company, and. Um, Basically, I just draw like draw plans all day for houses or um, right on. sometimes commercial commercial buildings, things like that. Yeah, so I guess you probably weren't affected as much by the pandemic then, right? Oh, I gotta tell you, man, I feel um, as much as it was, it's been hard, and, and you know, it did have an impact on 
or my wife just like it did everybody's and screwed up things with you know being able to promote our last dp which ended up being a blessing in disguise by the way because uh, it sounds so bad uh <laughs> despite all despite, <laughs> despite all that uh, i feel really 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 lucky because first of all i are i already work from home yeah so that's what, that's what <laughs> so I, was, it's like, I was thinking i was like i feel like your life probably uh, didn't change drastically no but. man i had this job where i already work from home and then like my the industry the building industry uh my company had its biggest year ever yeah you know be with all this going on because i think a lot of people well we're we're hoping might as well work on this project on the house and whatever this yeah. is a good time to do it people people have a lot of money i guess and uh so i yeah i mean i'm not trying to brag or anything i just feel very 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 fortunate that yeah that's that i lucked out real big with my job with this past year for sure yeah what's up <laughs> yeah i work on the i guess i'd say i'm kind of a, a healthcare worker so it's uh oh wow it's been interesting but you've been in it in it up in it yep for sure but oh, i think goodness. we're we're starting to hit the uh the end of the arc here on uh yes on the worst of it so uh we'll see how how summer plays out but i'm pretty optimistic <laughs> so yeah I, I agree it's it's looking it's looking pretty good and more and more people are getting it and it's it's really it's out there now the vaccine and uh yeah. it seems to be really helping so yeah so um you know like i said my long-term goal is to maybe actually do a, a real festival but uh in the meantime it's kind of nice to be able to put together some outdoor things here and there so i can probably fill you guys in on that but um, oh man that, that, that sounds wonderful well like i said everything's a little bit in the works but uh you know we're trying to uh to get people together in uh, whatever way we can. So, like I said, awesome. we'll, we'll see how it shakes out. But um, those are kind of cool. my, my general questions that I ask people for the most part. Just, okay. you know, music, life, work, stuff like that. If I didn't hit, hit on anything, obviously, feel free to fire away on whatever talking point you really wanted to get off your chest. But... <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel, I feel like I just like go on and on so I you know uh yeah I mean it I try to go like 45 minutes to an hour here so it's really like your time to sort of I don't know get into stuff and um those are just kind of the things I try to knock out up front you can talk more about the album or the mix and I'm, I'm down for for all that we can talk about the, the lyric videos I'm working on or um you can talk about Twitter <laughs> yeah <laughs> just, just throw some stuff out there yeah well um well as far as uh lyric videos and like video production uh how involved are you with that that is 100 percent me mm -hmm. uh and it's the same thing i kind of just go go nuts and get lost in it and bounce it off the guys and they catch things that i miss and i go back and i fix it and i send it back to them to, and basically do that for weeks until it looks good yeah and uh as, as far as like <laughs> i recognize that laundry machine song um <laughs> 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 oh man but as far as like the the lyric videos i mean that we're doing now it's it's all existing footage because um you know i film every show we've ever done i, I film it somewhere usually one or two angles yeah and i've basically just been like just been using that uh you know trying to be creative with how i cut it and how i present it and you know use different things for different songs and different parts and just piece it all together and, and with the lyrics that they I, we i feel and we feel it's a really strong presentation because um you know the lyrics are a big 
I think a really big part of what we're trying to put across because it's like, yeah, we set we set the mood and we're doing the stuff with the music, and that's really that's crucial, obviously. But if, if the lyrics aren't like impactful, then what is it? You know. So we feel like the showing them on the screen, people really get what the hell's going on, and it seems to like help help the songs connect better. Yeah, yeah. I can ask you too about maybe your plans for doing possibly full music videos in the future because obviously I have some contacts for that. But um, kind of going back on what you said about lyrics like i do feel like that's if not the most important thing musically it's pretty damn close because i mean you can't sound like crap obviously no matter how good your lyrics are <laughs> well i mean i don't know i've heard some great lyricists who do sound like crap but um bob dylan <laughs> yeah pretty much number one but uh you know sorry bob yeah he knows it he doesn't care but he, he's just out there doing his thing. But it's um, true. <laughs> but yeah, I, I always feel like one of the big topping points or talking points that I have with people is just like when I go see bands, like as a fan, like I don't know, I just I look for listening for interesting lyrics, but also like stories. And I feel like one of the biggest connection points for me as like an audience member to a band is like when they actually tell me something about their song you know kind of in, be- mm-hmm. in between because i often feel like you know how it is you've been going to shows for your whole life and sometimes bands just want to play at you rather than like i don't know for you or try to like build that that two-way connection so i don't know that's just something i like to bring up and, and kind of see where people's thoughts are and if that's a conscious part of their playing or if it's not like i don't I don't know. No, it it definitely is. We 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 want to we want to have we want to make you feel something. Yeah, we want we want to have we we want to have an impact on people that listen to us. If you if you're really into what you're hearing, we want we want you to connect to it and and kind of feel what we're putting across. Uh, the the lyrics are intended to have um, depth for sure with us. It's not it's not like um, it's not secondary. I'm not saying it's the first thing for us at all. For us, probably yeah. it's all. I would say it's all. For us, it's 25%, 25%, 25%, 25%. We're all putting forth our best all the time and and trying to, like, really present everything we can all the time <laughs> in the right way. Yeah. Um, but but with his lyrics, I mean, um, you know, they're, they're dark. I mean, it's like a, it's, a lot of it deals with, um, with, like, messed up stuff that happens in life, you know, I mean, addiction and death and loss and anger. Yeah. Um, you know, even Baltimore, you know, whatever's dealing with messed up uh, political situations and, you know, poorly run city, basically. Uh, so, so yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really important to yeah. us. So you guys aren't big on the happy songs. Got it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't think any of our songs uh, are t- nah. terribly uplifting at the end of the day. They may have their moments, but, I mean, yeah. the themes are, are usually pretty dark. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just sassing you a little bit. But um, <laughs> I think it's funny. Is there a particular storyline in a particular song that you can point to that you're just like, wow, uh, we as a band or uh, your singer as a lyricist maybe like captured that idea or that story? <laughs> That's a good question. Oh, man. I haven't thought about that. Um, well, it's okay. Again, well, pro- if... I mean, ter- one I really connect to is Turning Ill. Yeah. And, and maybe it's because I... I'm, like yelling in the bridge myself and i wrote that part but but, but like uh there's something about it where it's just like got this like raw like visceral type of like nasty 
anger, revenge theme to it, which I've I've you know which I've yeah. you know, we all felt that time or another like we had that feeling going on. Yeah. Uh, so I, I I connect with I personally connect with 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 that one a lot. Um, the storyline in in Baltimore uh, it really seems to connect with people. I yeah. mean like it, it's Baltimore. It's a weird it's a weird thing because when I put it down, I don't know if you ever used SubmitHub, but I we, we've used that to kind of try to get some press. And uh, boy, the rejections on there for Baltimore were terrible. Even, huh. even with the remix version, it, it was just like I, I got shut down, shut down yeah. at zero out of ten. But that's the song when you play it for people. Yeah, they, that's the one that they all that almost always is the one that has the most impact on people. Yeah. That, that have heard it, and that that was the one that definitely got like the most play when we released the last EP. And that's that that one seems to have the most impact with like the general. Uh, listening public and maybe it's because of the lyrics maybe it's because of like the feel of the song i'm not sure but but i do think that's that's the one that tends to connect yeah i mean um it's probably a pretty large subject to to talk about but it's just like i feel like baltimore has a sound i'm not quite sure exactly what it is like you kind of got to be <laughs> from here to sort of know it when you hear it like um you know bands back in the day like harkham and pasadena and stuff kind of started this like a little bit of a reggae skyish rock sound and Ballyhoo took it and ran with it and or maybe Ballyhoo was first I don't even know I'm not that old but um oh, you I, know I'm, I'm pretty old I, I remember some bands like Geppetto and uh yeah then they were they were huge into that there's a band called Power Movement Pro- Power Movement Project back in the day they were like hip-hop reggae-ish I mean yeah. they, they it's definitely been a thing around here for a while. It's never been my thing. I'm, I'm more like a yeah. like a prog infused alt rock type of feel when I write. Yeah, which is funny because it's not really, really listened to very very often, but it's just how how I tend to write. Um, but yeah, you're right. That that is a big part of like the sound around here. There's a lot of that. Uh, yeah, kind of gritty a- reggae in- influence, but not really reggae or ska, but just has yeah. sometimes that's that, that's kind of in there. Some of that feel in there. It's not quite R and B either, but it's. It's not mm-hmm. quite blues or anything, but it's just kind of there. It's in the sound. It's in the in the water. It's in the natty bow. Great, I guess. A great, yeah, a great Baltimore band that uh, you should check out. That kind of has these vibes. It's called Ammo Green. They have like hip hop, mm-hmm. reggae vibes, but it's got like a really great lyrics and production. And I happen to know the drummer. Um, but they're anyway. They're worth they're worth checking out. Right. I don't know why. Throw them a plug. Throw them a plug for some reason right now. But well, I'm. Uh, <laughs> Hey, that's what this this thing's for. I'm dropping them a, All right, a, cool. a follow right now on the on the old hipstagram. So uh, if, if we're if, if we're if we're dropping names, then I would definitely like to drop Amo Green as a name. They're cool. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's a good shout out to have too. I can maybe uh, tag them on the episode or whatever. But Hell yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, this thing is really just about networking or just I don't know, making friends and talking to people. Because mm-hmm. as you know, I mean. We have maybe even played together, and yet, um, and yet, I don't know if we ever talk to each other. So it's like, no, um, I don't, I don't think so. Um, it's kind of funny how those things work out. So far, the funniest story <laughs> is um, I was in a Guns N' Roses cover band, and uh, I was Slash, and um, I was uh, playing with this band called Pillbox. I guess it was on the bill at the time, and uh, I didn't remember it, and. Um, I remember that name. Yeah, and the the Guns N' Roses band was called Ounce of Pain. And um, so, like, I got Pillbox on, and I'm talking to to the dude, um, Adam, and he's just like, oh, yeah, I remember that that band. 
that guitar player was really drunk <laughs> I was like he's like I don't even know if I have the heart to tell them right now it was me but uh, yeah it was oh definitely it was definitely me so <laughs> <laughs> That's funny as shit. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I would have told him either, or, or I would have uh, told him and made a joke out of it, but that's, that's funny as shit. No, yeah, I had, uh, I had to tell him because he was like, yeah, my wife still remembers you. <laughs> like, you were wasted. <laughs> I was like... What? what? <laughs> just, what you wanted, just what you wanted to be remembered for, right? But I mean, no, it why happens, not? you know. It's a gun, yeah, it's, well, I was Slash. Got to channel the spirit, man. See that's true. If you're, if you're doing Guns N' Roses cover band, you almost have to just be like trashed on you know whatever whiskey or something. Yeah. But. And, uh, so yeah, it's it kind of funny the little uh, stories that come out just uh, from talking to people through this. Oh, so here's okay. So I got one. So that this happened like I, I moved to this house maybe year and a half two years ago, and there were some plumbing problems. So I called the plumber over, and at the end of his visit, he's like were you in a band called Hybrid? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, he recognized me from this band I was in 20 years ago. And wow. I'm just like, this is, that's, it was, it was really weird, but it was really cool. Like it yeah. was like, it made you feel good. Yeah. But that was, that was one of the, that was one of the like weirdest little things that ever happened to me because of this music stuff I've been, I've been doing since 94. Hey, it's, it's good to get a little uh, recognition once in a while, you know? So. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's nice. It's nice to know all those, you know, like, Shows we played at Woods Church and Smyrna Park and Paisanos and Annapolis, yeah. all these little places that are gone now. But uh, it's good to know they had some kind of an impact on on people for a long term enough to where they would recognize my, my you know me even with my shaved head and, and beard beard which I didn't used to have. So it was it was uh, that felt really good. Yeah, yeah, it's cool, man. Um, gotta keep on keep on grinding, you know. Just. Uh, <laughs> I would, I don't know. Good. Oh, I was, I was thinking you were saying talking about this, this whole thing's about sharing and you know helping to promote other artists. And I was going to say that's kind of it took us a long time to learn that. Yeah. Um, but we have, or I have, we have figured that out, and that's really our whole uh, on Twitter. I mean, that even on Instagram, but especially on Twitter, that's what it's all about. Yeah. It's just like independent. We have like thirty. 500 followers on there or something yeah it just keeps growing and, and but the, the 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 way it's growing is like literally we're just like it's like all these bands will come to you and you you put them on a spotify playlist you tag them once a week and you just keep adding bands every week yeah and before you know it you know you've got <laughs> you've got all these followers and your listeners have gone up and yeah. and you're helping you're helping everybody else out that wants the same exact thing that you want so it really actually feels really good um but it just took me like you know I don't know over two decades to figure that out but <laughs> yeah yeah I guess I figured it out a, a little quicker on the draw maybe but uh, <laughs> I, I don't know it's just like I guess you have to ask yourself like why am I doing this sometimes because it's just like for me it's as much about just making friends and hanging out and just coming up with a excuse to I don't know party or something like it's just getting people together so, yeah, I feel like yeah, for you know that's as motivating as any other thing. I don't know. I think that that is true. Um, it's probably true of me too, but but not consciously. I, for me, it's always been more like uh, if me. It feels like um, 
<laughs> I have to say it's not sound like an asshole, but just, I mean, it just it just feels like I have to fucking do it. It feels like this is this is what oh, I'm yeah. supposed to be doing, and it yeah. fe- and it feels like um, uh, when I'm doing it, it does not feel like I'm having fun at all. It it, fe- it huh. feels like I'm very I'm very driven to uh, yeah. to do this because this is what I do. Uh, and and I've always been that guy who like and we have friends that come to practice and I love them very much for coming and you know I'm not shitting on anybody um, but there have been times over the years where I'm just like I don't even like people to come I just clip the mic and me turn this down a little bit yeah. uh, I, I don't even like people to come uh, to practice because, and, and I never say anything but to me it's just a distraction I I, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't need these people shooting the shit behind me I'm trying to write and think and create yeah. and like do my thing it, it's, it's a bother to me but i never say anything i never have said anything you know it, it's it's fine it ends up being it ends up being fun but it's just like in the back of my head i the amount of times where you know and, and not even current times like over, just over the past 20 however many yeah. years i've been doing this 27 years i just like i'm just like oh my god why <laughs> we're supposed to be getting work done come on i got stuff to do <laughs> yeah i think it kind of goes back to like you know, like I was saying, it's like there's different uh, sides to this whole game. There's, you know, the creative input side of it, and then there's, like, the going out and, and playing side of it, and then there's, like, the marketing side of it. There's just the networking side of it. There's just, I don't know, different areas maybe. But I, I do agree yeah. with you that, like, the creative aspect of it all is a very, uh, very kind of solo pursuit and thing that drives you uh, probably more than anything but I don't know there's just a lot of a lot of reasons to play I guess is the way I look at it <clears throat> so that is an excellent point excellent point I mean it's not like and we, we do you know we do um, with this band we do kind of like party sometimes and have fun when we, when we practice probably more so than with uh, for myself personally with any other band I've been in yeah because I really wasn't a, I wasn't a party guy for my 20s at all or my or most of my I guess my early 30s I kind of started like feeling like I could do that but uh <laughs> You know, so for me it was it's kind of a new experience. Yeah. Um, the practice and and also like you know try to get loose a little bit, um, but but it works for us. I mean, we we really kind of um, especially after a couple or a few years, we really uh, we're very relaxed with each other. We kind of like we don't no no one's getting mad or tempers don't flare anymore. It would happen sometimes, you know, especially with a little bit of booze. Yeah. But now it's like it's we just reach reach these points of compromise so well. It's um it's really helping the the writing process for like the new new stuff we're working on yeah it probably helps getting older too i feel like you know people get older and wiser hopefully <laughs> i mean you know yeah most people i think uh, mature a little bit so the mm-hmm. the egos get turned down a couple decibels or something i don't know but uh i think i think that i think that's right so i'm sure that's nice uh but <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I do find the creative thing is probably more motivating on a day-to-day basis than any other aspect because it's just like if your mind's always working or needs something to work on, then that can be a perfect uh, outlet. So that's that's me. Yeah, you got me pegged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm I'm headed out here in a minute to go work on a couple of new songs. So um, awesome. Yeah, like I said, kind of keep these things uh i don't know somewhere around 45 minute range so not trying to kick you out or anything but <laughs> no <laughs> uh, yeah and if you feel like it's time I'm, I'm i'm cool i feel like uh you know it gives you guys listeners uh a little insight a little window into knowing you in a way that 
you know, hopefully they can check it out and feel like, I don't know, more excited about the next show or something. Absolutely. We, we would love that. And, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a lot of fun talking to you. Yeah. I do appreciate you, uh, coming on and all that stuff. And, um, hopefully we know we'll cross paths, uh, IRL as the kids say. Hey, I'd love to get on, on that, uh, that festival you're talking about. And, uh, yeah, th- thanks again for having me. I really, really appreciate it. It was good, good, good chat. Yeah. I'll send you an invite to, to the, uh, to the party. Um, I can't promise you'll be able to get on the bill because it might be kind of full already, but okay. you'd be welcome okay. to hang out. I think we're going to try to do a, a much bigger thing down the road. So, sweet. All right, dude. Well, uh, keep rocking for this. So yeah, I want to thank uh, Stephen for coming on, and uh, thank you for listening, if you made it this far. The song you're hearing in the background is called Baltimore, which you can check out on Spotify and anywhere else that you prefer to stream music on. I will try to add the links to the uh, podcast description, and really, other than that, uh, have a good week. Yeah,